The following is offered by Discerning Hearts, a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to spiritual formation through the use of new media. To download this selection, or to browse hundreds of other programs, or to contribute to our mission with a charitable donation which is fully tax-deductible, visit our website at discerninghearts.com. What's on your heart today, Monsignor? Today, we have these prophets that are being born. Magnificent birth of Samson, who is going to help the Jews in their battle against the Philistines, because the Philistines were their enemies and they were constantly suffering from the Philistines. And there's is going to be this great and wonderful hero, Samson, who's going to fight against the Philistines. And then John the Baptist, this great prophet, is coming before the Lord. And their births have so much to teach us, and especially their parents. Manoah and his wife are the parents of Samson. Now, the details of their life are told in the book of Judges. And in the 13th chapter, let's just listen to these circumstances of their birth. And let's see what lessons we can get. How a mother and a father and trusting and just, you know, not not just ancient Jews, but modern parents, us, who are having children. A reading from the book of Judges. There was a certain man from Zorah of the clan of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. His wife was barren and had borne no children. An angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Though you are barren and have no children, yet you will conceive and bear a son. Now then, be careful to take no wine or strong drink, and to eat nothing unclean. As for the son you will conceive and bear, no razor shall touch his head. For this boy is to be consecrated to God from the womb. It is he who will begin the deliverance of Israel from the power of the Philistines. The woman went and told her husband, A man of God came to me, and he had the appearance of an angel of God, terrible indeed. I did not ask him where he came from, nor did he tell me his name. But he said to me, You will be with child, and will bear a son. So take neither wine nor strong drink, and eat nothing unclean. For the boy shall be consecrated to God from the womb until the day of his death. The woman bore a son and named him Samson. The boy grew up and the Lord blessed him. The Spirit of the Lord stirred him. The Word of the Lord. Now that's the birth of of this child. Now, the one who is immediately going to come as uh, someone who's going to go before Jesus and has also much to teach us about Christmas. The spirit of Christmas is in the spirit of the birth of these two children, Samson. Now, let's listen also about the birth of John the Baptist. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the priestly division of Abijah. 
His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in the eyes of God, observing all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Once when he was serving as priest in his division's turn before God, according to the practice of the priestly service, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord to burn incense. Then, when the whole assembly of people was praying outside at the hour of the incense offering, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled by what he saw, and fear came upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall name him John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will drink neither wine nor strong drink, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers toward children, and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteousness, to prepare a people fit for the Lord. Then Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel said to him in reply, I am Gabriel who stand before God. I was sent to speak to you and to announce to you this good news. But now you will be speechless and unable to talk until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled at their proper time. Meanwhile the people were waiting for Zechariah and were amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. But when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He was gesturing to them, but remained mute. Then when his days of ministry were completed, he went home. After this time, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she went into seclusion for five months, saying, So has the Lord done for me at a time when he has seen fit to take away my disgrace before others. The Gospel of the Lord. But let's see what lessons we can learn from this. I think one of the most clear is the lesson that God has spoken to Zechariah. God has clearly said to him his message. And it's really amazing that when he came to Manoah and his wife, they believed. So that now... Zechariah is being put to the test. His faith is going to be needed. How could this be? What is impossible for man is possible for God. And so what is necessary here for Zechariah? To have faith in God. To truly be, if he is the son of Abraham, what makes him a Jew? Faith. What makes us children of Abraham, faith. What do we have as sons of God? Christ always has faith. And so what we are called upon, again, this tremendous faith that's coming alive as we come to celebrate Christmas, what is the glaring, magnificent revelation of Christmas? Christ is in me. 
I am in him. Christ has become incarnate in Mary by the overshadowing of the Spirit. Christ is incarnate in me by the overshadowing of the Spirit and my baptism. That all this particular season of Advent has been constantly our theme as we grow in that. There is a magnificent lesson in Manoah and his wife and Zechariah and Elizabeth. Do you notice no wine is to be taken? How important it is, fathers and mothers, what I hear more and more, not that drinking is, is bad in itself, but what I really think you should talk to your children about as, as a mother, as a father, the binge drinking that goes on in colleges, in high schools. Uh, have you talked to your children? No wine is what was said for the conception and the life of the prophet, Samson. No wine with regard to the prophet and this magnificent John the Baptist who's going to go before the Lord. As we come to the celebration Christmas, so many times these Christmas parties or even our lives are so saturated with so much drinking. I don't know how it is where you are, but if you're listening to this, here in Pennsylvania, there has been a wrath of young people overdosing from drugs and a particular drug, and they, they wind up dead. How important it is for parents to again begin talking to children about this substance of alcohol and about the substance of drugs that re, how how important it is for you yourself to moderate as parents, as grandparents, as families, uh, when you see a member who is becoming addicted with this and, and the kind of uh, help that might be needed for this particular tendency in our society. It is really, it's epidemic it really looks and stands to be examined more and more. I have found even people who for a time have joined AA have relapsed. This is a, a very important teaching, and it's right here. It's right in the text. Then the other thing is unclean. They didn't eat anything unclean. How is that, and what does that have to do with our modern families? I really believe that, th that so much of the unclean is in TV. So much can be in pornography. I, I would like you parents to think about your own use of uh, maybe a porn uh, in your own lives. And have your children discovered some of your pornographic material? I have discovered 
in, in my working with seminarians and with families, more and more and more, the addiction of pornography among young people from the age of 11, 12, and young girls who, are, who go to parties and are w- watching pornographic films and engaging in stuff that at their young age being robbed of their purity. I think it's very important to talk with each other. Chastity, purity, how we are to clothe ourselves and be careful about the unclean that is referred to with regard to those two prophets. One of the great, great things, again, that is taught here in in these two men as they're helping us prepare for Christmas is the power of trust. We have faith, we have our creed of faith, but do we really trust God? When God appeared to Manoah and his wife, when they prayed, God answered their prayer. When Zechariah is there and Elizabeth, God answered the prayer that in spite of all that was there, being barren and being beyond the age when humans can carry, God is, what is impossible for men is possible with God. Do you have a situation in your family? I know there's like a situation in my family right now. Only God can take care of this. It's a struggle that has been so long standing. And when I stand back and I think, as I continue to pray about this, to trust that God really and truly can bring peace into the family through prayer. To trust God, a brain tumor, cancer, a situation in your work that seems impossible, a situation in your studies, whatever that might be, it may appear impossible. But for you at Christmas to discover the power of prayer, Each day we come to prayer, we're asking God for everything. I would like the grace that you would pray for with these situations in preparation for Christmas to be this. Lord, grant me the grace of receiving at Christmas time, receiving an entirely new awareness, an entirely new no matter what I am in my level of trust today, grant me an entirely new awareness of your infinite love for me, for me, that this Christmas, on this coming Christmas 2016, I may experience in the depths of my heart and I may receive not an insight, but an experience of an entirely new awareness 
of your infinite love for me. Ask that. As, as Manoah and his, his wife, when they held Samson, when he was born, as Zechariah and Elizabeth held, they're miracles, their baby John, that you, this Christmas, not just you already have Jesus, that you will experience the truth and an entirely new experience of his infinite love for you and that God has given into you Christ, that you will be able to hold him in you and you in him. Monsignor, that I think is going to be a a very powerful prayer for all of us to really capture and, and and to offer up to the Lord. There is a point, isn't there, where we have to maybe realize in some ways that our prayer, we may be praying for what we want and not necessarily for God's will. When you were recounting the scriptures and the experience of these women, they had stopped even contemplating that it was possible And then God steps in and surprises and delights in the most unexpected way. Even Our Lady, when when the angel came, she said, how can this be? I mean, it was the unexpected surprise, the delight. We get to a certain point where we pray and we ask God what we want because what we think will solve the problem. Even a healing and an illness, we may say, fix it now because this is what will solve the problem. Is there a a shift or something that that happens in the heart of the believer where they just begin to trust the will of God, to ask him, let his will be done? You're right on. You see, as you go through this day, pray that prayer with the expectation that you will receive what you're asking for. But remember that present within you is, I am not talking about a pie in the sky. I am talking about a Messiah who is in you. So ask that. It's, it's not way up there. It's actually in you. What happens is, he begins to reveal himself to you. All you're doing is receiving it. What you're asking for has been there all the time. The truth of the matter is that through your more and more trusting him, you're more and more seeing what is there. This is not something that he's going to give you in answer to your prayer, this is something that he's going to allow your eyes to be open, to see more deeply what has always been there. Oh my God, oh my God, 
what happens to the the believer who trusts as your eyes begin to open, your heart begins to be moved with greater love and praise and thanksgiving. Christmas is for you to receive more fully what your father gave you on the day that he brought you into his family. So that it's, it's, it's like you're, oh, oh, oh. It's the awe of my, I'm seeing myself as he sees me, which is the truth. And the expectation that I can receive today an entirely new awareness of your infinite love for me. And I'd like to put emphasis on the word receive, especially any of you who are mothers and fathers who notice like that these two examples, Manoah and his wife, having a baby and holding that baby and the day of its birth. As Zechariah and Elizabeth held John, held it, as to receive it, that you will be able to receive in an entirely new way. Just as a quick footnote, these would be the things that would be real essential to journal, wouldn't it? These experiences, oh, because this is yeah. going to be so different. Any other... Never before has this Christmas happened. This isn't same old, same old. An entirely new experience of your infinite love for me. So write it down. Write it down on a, even if you don't have a journal, write it down on a post-it note. Put it on your monitor. Put it, put it near your phone. Uh, a piece of scrap paper if you have to. Write it down. Put it on the top of your dashboard. It is you, O Lord, it is you, O Lord, who are my hope, my trust, O Lord, since my youth. On you I have leaned from my birth. From my mother's womb you have been my help. God bless. You've been listening to Building the Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this program or to browse hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to support our efforts. But most of all, we pray that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com.